The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 8 of the Scorching 6 Picks. Recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California after another Thursday night game. Joining me to discuss the Scorching 6 Picks on the Thursday night game, we got Rebound back with us after a hiatus last week. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Z-Ball? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. So we had a somewhat exciting Thursday night football game. A decent amount of points. The Ravens prevail, get their first winning streak of the season, first time they've won two straight games this season. They're now 5-3 and three on the season. They win this one, and they beat Tampa Bay, who is, has now lost three in a row in five of their last six games. They dropped to 3-5 and five on the season. So what's your whole take on the game? And you have, You've had a lot of strong opinions in our conversations about Tom Brady. So what's your, what's your whole take on Brady and the Bucks and kind of where they're going to go yeah, from Brady, now eight Brady games into the season? And Giselle's putting him on the spot. He said, she said, it's an ultimatum. It's either you retire now or I'm never coming back to you. And ever since that, it's been he's been playing shit. So, and people aren't going to call Brady out. He he had his first touchdown at the end of this game in two game eight quarters. And no one's going to call him out. Everyone's just going to give him the benefit of that. Oh, he's old, but when, when he's playing good, it's like he's like fine wine. No, that's not the way it fucking works. He, he's, he's, he fucking sucks right now. That's the bottom line. He had a garbage time touchdown, too, where they were just marching to get to get even make it a game to get it down to three. And that, that's where he got it, the way end. And people need to call Brady out because they don't call him out. They only call Rodgers out, then that's the way it goes. Okay, do, do you think, do you, do you see any good signs from him offensively, kind of with Evans back, uh, Godwin back, Julio Jones back? I didn't see any great signs, but some good signs there. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, their offense played okay. I mean, they just need, uh, their defense played better than the offense, clearly. And that's where they need to rely on, but obviously. Looks like Shaq Barrett could have a torn Achilles and possibly done for the season, so that's not a good sign. And they're they're playing they're not playing Leonard Fournette as much as they should. They're playing the the rookie running back Rashad White a lot. So I don't know what's going on, but and definitely gonna put Brady give Brady some heat now. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I mean they don't look good for sure, but I'm not ready to write off Brady and the Bucks just yet just because their defense it has been pretty consistent just not today in the second half they gave up almost 200 rushing yards I believe in the second half and for the Ravens this is what Lamar Jackson is now 13 and 1 versus the NFC 
this was a good game for him to kind of get back on track after kind of a little rough patch for uh, Baltimore. They've kind of been up and down and consistent all season. Maybe they can hopefully get something going here after winning last week and winning Thursday night here, and then they get a little 10-day, uh, 9-day break. And then they they had a lot of rushing yards, 228 for the over the whole game. I think they ran a total of almost 80 plays, so they really wore out Tampa's defense that dominated the time of possession, dominated the clock, and dominated the line of scrimmage, and they really just wore them out, and they were gassed at the end, and that's that could have led to maybe the Achilles injury to Shaq Barrett, but who knows. But what do you see from the Ravens moving forward? Are you are they your clear cut favorite in the NFC North or AFC North? Excuse me. Uh, that, that division can go to anyone, but I still like the Bengals in that division. You like the Bengals over the Ravens? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, at least we're we're getting some better Thursday night games now. More scoring, so that's good to see. So let's move on now into the Week Eight slate. We'll start. With game number one, early afternoon game, we got Minnesota at home, five and one, coming off their bye week, hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals three and four. They beat uh, the New uh, New Orleans Saints on Thursday Night Football last week. Minnesota is giving three and a half rebound. What do you think? Yeah, another good game. I will give it to the Cardinals. They did win last week. That was a good game. They'll be well rested. But I, I like Minnesota here. They're the better team overall, offensively and defensively. I think Arizona's defense is going to get eaten alive. Even by Kirk Cousins, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith Jr. So this is going to be a good game, but I like a shootout. I like Minnesota by a touchdown. Okay, so Minnesota, I'm going to agree with you. Um, Length three and a half. I'll I'll swallow three and a half with Minnesota. I think they just have too many weapons offensively for Arizona on the other side to keep up with. And defensively, neither neither team is spectacular, but I think Minnesota's better. And then them being at home and also coming off their bye week, I think the advantage has got to be huge in the favor of Minnesota and the coaching advantage as well is big 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 a lot favoring. Minnesota, excuse me, a lot. And I, I think they're going to come out and win by 10-plus at least. I'll say 31-21 here. But in regards to Minnesota rebound, is this their uh, season where they have a, for, like some serious contention to make a Super Bowl? I mean, they I think they were the NFC Championship in the 2017 season. The, where they had the Minnesota Miracle that time with Stephon Diggs. Stephon yeah, Diggs. with Kirk Cousins, I never give them contention. I hope he can prove me wrong, but they do have a good team, but I don't think Kirk Cousins can re- lead, lead a team to the promised land. Okay, so Case Keenum can and Kirk, Kirk Cousins can't? Yeah, so Nick Foles did and uh, Carson Wentz did. Big Dick Nick? Yeah. All right, we'll agree on game number one. We'll move on now to game number two, another early afternoon game. We've got the New Orleans Saints, 2-5, and five, coming off a loss last week on Thursday Night Football to the Cardinals, hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, who are 2-4, and four, coming off a win versus the Texans at home. The Raiders are also 0-3 on the road. The Raiders are a point-and-a-half favorite in this one. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a good game. The Raiders did come off a win, 
But I, I don't know. The Raiders' defense really sucks. And I like New Orleans to bounce back here. I think they're going to have a win. I like their offense overall better than the flashy Raiders' offense. And I like the Saints' defense definitely better over the Raiders' defense. And I'm going to take the plus one and a half and take the Saints there. Okay, for sure. Saints definitely have a huge edge on the defense. But uh, I guess for receiver-wise, who do you see having a bigger game here, Devontae Adams or Chris Olave? Uh, I would say Chris Olave because Michael Thomas is out. I think Jarvis Landry's out too. I'm not sure about Landry Thomas for sure. So, yeah, I'll go with Chris Olave. So Andy Dalton, you think he has what it takes to keep up with Derek Carr? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right, for sure. Yeah, I, I like the home dog Saints as well. We'll agree for the second straight game. I'm going to take the Saints getting the point and a half at home. It's going to be a hostile, raucous environment at Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. And I think that's going to be the difference. Uh, so I'll take the Saints getting the point and a half. Agree with you. And I got them winning outright as well. 28-23 in this one and moving to 3-5 and five on the season. Game number three, moving into the late afternoon window of games. We've got an AFC South divisional battle. We've got the 1-4-1 one, one Texans at home hosting the 4-2 Tennessee Titans. The Titans laying 2.5 rebound. What do you think? This is the easiest pick of the week. Everyone's going to take the Titans. Don't, don't, it's a Vegas special. Don't, don't do it. The Texans are going to win here. And... The Titans are very overrated. Their offense is not that good. Their defense is solid, but the Texans overall have a solid offense too. They have rookie running back Damian Pierce, wide receiver Brandon Cooks. I really like QB Davis Mills. The Texans are going to win outright. This is the easiest pick of the week. Okay, so this is the classic Vegas special? Yeah, Vegas special. Okay, I mean, Texans 4-2 and two against the spread on the season. Titans surprisingly in first place in the AFC South. I did not see that. I thought that the Colts at this point would be at first, but they've been a complete disappointment. Uh, I mean, at 3-3-1, three, three and one, I mean, I thought they would do much better with Matt Ryan there, but they've had some injuries and stuff. But nonetheless, back to this game. I'm going to agree with you again, Rebound. I like the home dog, the Texans getting two and a half. And I think they win outright, a close one, 24-23 in this one. I think their defense limits the run game on the side of Tennessee, and they get a much-needed win overall here and get their second win of the season. So we'll agree for the first three straight, and we'll move on to game number four. It's the Fox game of the week from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Got the 3-3 three and three Los Angeles Rams at home coming off their bye week, hosting the 3-4 and four San Francisco 49ers coming off a blowout loss to Kansas City at home last week. Niners giving a point and a half rebound. What do you think? Yeah, another good one. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the, the, they're, they're not playing Patrick Mahomes this week, this, which is a good sign. The Rams offense has been very off. So as the 49ers, I mean, Debo might not play, which is a big deal. Obviously, McCaffrey will be playing full full snaps this week, that which is a help out if Debo's uh, not playing. He did not practice today. But I'm going to take the home team, which is the Niners. 
I know it's not in San Francisco, but it's going to be 80% Levi's Niners. South? Yeah, exactly. So, But I'm going to take the Niners here. The Rams look like they're going to just fall off a cliff. They're clearly trading, trading or waving running back Cam Akers, which has been clear. They can't get anything for him? No, it doesn't look like it. And that's what's going to happen. And they need wide receiver help. But I hopefully if Allen Robinson can step up, I think the difference will be if the Rams' defense can step up. Van Jefferson coming off the yeah. IR soon, right? He is, yeah, but uh, he, he's not going to be the same his first couple of weeks. And then so. what do you see? Daryl Henderson? I mean, they they got to pair someone with him. Are they going to get someone in the trade deadline? What do you think? They're saying Kareem Hunt, possibly. That's what one of our friends was saying. Okay, what what do you think that'll do? That'll help out, but uh, I think you just need to uh, keep Daryl Henderson, feed him. He, he's a good three-down back. Okay, and obviously we're watching the post game right now. They're they're really missing Andrew Whitworth, the big guy right there for sure. Yeah. And then their other offensive lineman, Noteboom, is out for the whole season, I, I believe now, with injury. And Stafford, uh, after that, that good playoff run, uh, uh, back to leading the league in interceptions. I mean, he led the league last year in interceptions in the regular season. And the Rams have just looked shaky, kind of... Uh, Looked like they have, they were in that 2019 season after they got to the Super Bowl, lost, and kind of came out shaky and then missed the playoffs. They weren't terrible, but they were like eight or nine win team. They kind of look like that team again. They, their run game, like you said, is non existent, and that obviously that probably has a lot to do with the offensive line. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Ramsey are still there defensively, but it seems like they don't have that same force. Uh, that they had last year defensively. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's really tough. And then the other, other other side, excuse me, for the Niners, seems like the last five times they've played the Rams, it's been a must-win type situation. So you go back to last season when they turned turned around their season, mid-November, Monday night at home, they were 3-5. and five. They played the Rams at home on Monday night. They got that, that win. It kind of got them back on track. Then they beat them the regular season finale just to get in the playoffs. And then, as we all know, they played in the NFC Championship game, another close one. The Rams won that one, pulled through 20-17. to 17. And then earlier this season on Monday night, after the Niners were 1-2, and two, out coming off a really bad loss to Denver on Sunday night game, they played the Rams at home on Monday night, won that one 24-9 with a dominant defensive performance. And that pick six to seal up by Talanoa Hufunga. So it seems like they're in that situation again here, facing off against the Rams, this time on the road. You said most likely it will be a uh, pro 49er crowd, 75-25, something like that. So it's, this is a must-win game, I believe, for the 49ers if they want to have kind of that uh, upper track to win that NFC West, which they are favored currently to win after getting Christian McCaffrey. But pretty crazy that the Seahawks are sitting at first place right now, 4-3, and three, with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback after losing Russell Wilson. So I'll agree with you, Rebound, on this one. I, I'll take my Niners laying a point and a half on the road at SoFi Stadium. I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets back on track. Obviously, he played okay, but, but he can't carry an offense and go up against the likes of Patrick Mahomes. I think they need to really involve their running game more more so and I, th I think the defense will play they can't really play much worse than they did last week so I think they'll be better this week they'll get I'll say at least one pick from Stafford but 
let's hope, fingers are crossed, that Jimmy G doesn't throw any stupid picks uh, on the other side. But he's, like I said, he always throws a lot of stupid balls out there. It's just a matter of if the defense makes a play. But well, my fingers are crossed that the defense won't make a play. And the Niners will come out and win this one and get back on track four and four. So I'll swallow the point and a half with the Niners and take them to win this game 28-21. Game number five, we got the Seattle Seahawks. Like I just mentioned, the NFC West leading Seahawks four and three, two and one at home, hosting the six and one Giants who are undefeated on the road, three and zero. And the Seahawks are laying three points. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a good game. Seattle coming off a big win versus the Chargers. So that, that definitely gives them an edge right there. So, but I, I, it's going to be a good one. But the Giants, I don't know. I mean, I guess the home field gives it to them. But I'm going to go with the Giants there. I think they somehow pull out the win. They look really good. They're in a... Uh, crazy what I said, but a tough division this season, which has the most wins, the NFC East combined from the four teams in the division. But I think the Giants win. The Seattle's defense is very bland. They can get beaten up, but I like the Giants there. I think Saquon Barkley has a big game, and they're going to be running it a lot. They just traded Kadarius Tony, so I think they'll run it a lot. Yeah, I don't know what to think here on this game. I'm kind of surprised with the line, but obviously I think that's due to the home field that Seattle has here. And uh, I think I'm going to disagree on this one, Rebound. I think uh, Seattle's kind of going to be my pick here. I think Geno Smith is going to keep it rolling. I mean, the Giants' defense, obviously they got Thibodeau, but it's not super stout. So I think Geno Smith is going to be able to move the ball with his receivers Lockett and Noah Fant. Uh, DK Metcalf is obviously out. That's a big loss for sure. But I think they're gonna they they got the, the energy, the vibe going there in Seattle. So I think they're gonna slow down the Giants, who have winning been winning kind of uh, some close games. I think they're some of that the luck the luck index. If you look at, they're probably really high on that. I think it's a little bit. That's a little gonna run out a little bit here. So. I'll take the Seahawks to keep rolling. I'll swallow the three points with them. And I think they win this one, I'll say, 30-20 to 20 and move to 5-3 and three on the season. All right, last game of the week, game number six. It's a Monday night game in prime time. We got a AFC North, a divisional battle. We got the Cleveland Browns 2-5 and five at home. Hosting the four and three Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals giving three points rebound. What do you think? Yeah, this is gonna be a good game. The spread is closer than people think. Even though it is, the Browns are a good team, even without Deshaun Watson yet. Uh, do, do they have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb having a big year? You have Amari Cooper. They did lose David and Joku, which is a big blow. They have Peoples Jones. And this is going to be a good one, but uh, I'm going to go with the Browns there. Surprisingly, I know everyone is taking the Bengals. I just hope it's a high-scoring game, but I think it's going to be a great game. But I think the Browns somehow pulled this out and win. Okay, so you got the Browns winning outright, getting the three points at home. 
All right, I, I just like the way Cincinnati's been playing uh, recently, so I'm going to disagree for this second straight one to close it out. I think, obviously, Jamar Chase being out for, I think, four to six weeks, that's really going to hurt, but I think Boyd and Higgins are capable of stepping up and being good receivers and being number one receivers, possibly either one of them. And, but I think it's going to be very vital for them to start getting Joe Mixon on track. He's looked a little sluggish. He hasn't. Not he hasn't been playing as good as he was last season, and I I think he'll get he'll get on track, and they got to kind of rely more on the run game, and I think their offensive line is getting a little bit better as each game goes by, so I think they're gonna they're getting more comfortable. I think they're gonna just keep doing that the whole season, and I just like the the groove that the Bengals are in. So I'm gonna swallow the three points with them on the road. And I think they're gonna they're gonna put up a lot of points again like they did last week. So I'll say thirty one twenty Bengals in this one and they move to five and three on the season. Alrighty, that'll wrap it up for week eight scorching six. Rebound, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Zebo. Good luck to everyone. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the week eight games this weekend, and we'll see you guys next week for week nine scorching six.